Welcome to Raising Up Copts, a podcast about raising Coptic kids in Western culture, hosted by me, Madonna Lewindi, and my co-host here, Laura Michael. Well, September has begun and we are talking school. That's right. As many kids head back into another school year, we decided to lean on Madonna's expertise and my expertise as teachers to share some helpful tips. That's right. So if you missed the last time, we spoke a little bit about the different types of learners and the ways that we motivate them. And so check that out if you haven't. But this week, we just wanted to share some of the things from the teacher perspective. And the topic is things teachers wish our students knew. And the first one we want to talk about is that first day nervousness or even the first week, first month nervousness. We're nervous then too. And Mm -hmm. not because we don't know how to teach, but because we don't know exactly what our students will be like that year, right? Uh, Yeah, exactly. I mean, we also, I mean, they're over there, like, we don't know what kind of teacher we're going to have. They spent, maybe if this is their first time ever in school, they don't know what a school is like at all. Or maybe sometimes they've gotten so used to one teacher throughout the year that starting a new teacher is intimidating, and you just don't know what this teacher is going to be like. Well, we're the same way, right? We don't know what our students are going to be like. Every class is so different. So we don't have any really solid expectations, just ideas of what might be going on. And things can get a little wild in our minds, the, the dreams we dream up in our head, right, Laura? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, Madonna, you and I both had new teaching assignments this year. And we, we come in, you know, with trying to like, keep our expectations in check like we don't know what is what is it going to be like what's the class going to be like how are things going to go and I remember that this year it just the first day went um had a lot of technical difficulties we're still doing some virtual learning but just you could tell right away each kid really wanted to do their best and teachers really appreciate that like we could tell um how much the kids were trying I, this is my first year doing virtual teaching, which is a whole new ball game than being in the classroom, but it was still, I still had those very familiar nerves and butterflies in my stomach because I didn't know what kind of uh, like expectations to have for being online and meeting these students who are spread out all across the United States, by the way. So they're in like different time zones, different things are happening. Um, Some of them are not even in America, but I, we have like a staff uh, like Slack or like a communication page and the entire like couple of weeks leading up to the first day of school. I mean, it was just teachers back and forth being like, what do I do if this, and how do we do this? And has anybody tried this before? And um, by the way, one of my students is saying this, this, and that, I mean, everybody has those feelings of like jitters and excitement and, and nerves and all those feelings. I do remember as a kid, I loved the beginning of the school year. Like this year, my kids were so kind of blah about it. They were like, oh, school, why are we going back? But I, for me, like back to school is like the best because you go in and you've got um, like these big ideas of who you're going to be and how you're going to act this year and all the ways you're going to fix all the things you messed up last year and you buy new school supplies. Oh, yes. Most important thing. <laughs> and you plan out your first day of school outfit. And there's a lot of science that goes into the first day of school. And I just feel like I wonder um, which students uh, are feeling that way and which students are anxious. It's we all come in kind of a different um, we bring our personalities to it, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that kind of brings us to our second point. Right. So as teachers, I know it may seem a little weird for you to hear this, but we love to have fun and trust us. We prefer the very breezy, easy school days, too. 
But there's a reality flip side to this, right? And there is work that has to get done. Our job is to teach and to help prepare you, right? Yeah, I, I remember this year I'm teaching uh, AP world history to 10th graders and I like brought down the hammer the first day and I gave them this whole lecture about how studying is no longer optional, that we are like, we're playing to win, you know, in this whole very serious, like your homework is due, there is no late work, all you have to bring <laughs> that kind of um, that uh, seriousness to the work because learning is so important, but also learning is fun. And so we um, we do want to have fun with you, but we just want to make sure you, you've got your priorities straight. Yeah. And you know, like there are those days that we look at the agenda for what we have planned that day and we're like, oof, this is going to be one of those like really tough days. And we're not wanting to make it hard for you. We're not trying to give you a bunch of work to assign, assign you a bunch of work to do because we feel like it, because we want you to not have a life. No, it's not like that at all. It's just because we want you to be prepared. We want you to do your best and trust us when we can have the fun, we will choose the fun promise hands down. No doubt about it. (laughs) Party, party every day. Except all those days we have to work. (laughs) Yeah. And there's been so many times, Laura, I remember when I was teaching in a physical classroom, like I would plan these like uh, brain breaks and these boredom busters and all these things. But like we would also get into this mode in class when we would get really into our work and really entranced and everyone is so engaged that actually taking a break for that kind of stuff would have derailed us. It probably would have um, caused a problem more than it would have helped. So there are times that we also try to just feel out the class and see, are you guys doing all right? If you're doing all right, we, we keep you know buzzing through. If we feel like everyone's antsy, jittery, no one's like really focused, then yeah, we know we pay attention to those, those signs that you give us. And we do our best to make it um, something that is enjoyable for you, whatever way that looks like that day. Yeah. And I think it's, we sometimes underestimate the fun of doing hard things. Like Mm. taking on challenges is so much fun. Learning things for real, like actually mastering a skill or mastering a concept is so much fun. It's just that the payoff um, is a little later. There's, you know, like no pain, no pain, no gain kind of thing. And so that brings us to, to our third point is that we care about you and we want you to succeed, right? Like when we keep back grades, when we, um, when we give you the B that you've earned rather than the A that you want to have, it's not, um, it's not personal. <laughs> yeah. It's just us wanting to see you do the best that we have seen you capable of, right? I, some of you are probably rolling your eyes and like, you know what, if you just wouldn't give us this kind of work, everything would be much easier. You're right about that. You're absolutely right. It would be easier. It would be a breeze. It would be nicer in some ways. But the fact is, we're not preparing you for tomorrow. We're preparing you for the future, right? So our point in giving you this material, asking you to work harder, to try more, to do it again, to repeat it, any of those things is not a form of punishment. It is a form of love, actually. And on that point, some teachers, you know, develop reputations and we want you just don't believe everything about your teacher before you get there. Okay. Um, Chances are, if you get to know your teacher, you will find that they, 
all of us have the same goal of wanting you to succeed. And we are trying to help you um, and build this beautiful learning environment for you. So as you get to know us, hopefully you'll see the best side of your teachers and get to know that we love you deeply. Yeah. And secretly behind the scenes, when you get something right that you've been struggling with, you have a sense of pride, but we also inside are throwing a literal party. Okay. Cause we are so, so excited for you. We feel accomplished. We feel accomplished for you. You feel good. It's a whole thing. But on that note, it brings us to the next point, which is we recognize that grades are not everything. We know you, we know you so well. And we know when you exceed as a creative artist uh, to excel, sorry, we know you excel when you're a creative artist. We know you excel um, in reading. We know you excel in math. You each have your points of strength and grades don't always reflect that. We get that. Yeah, I feel like sometimes kids get the impression that if they are not doing well in the class, that we think poorly of them. And that's not true at all. We know that you're more than the numbers, more than what you're turning in, more than um, how you're showing up this particular day. You know, we all have ups and downs and bad years. I mean, I remember there were years I didn't want to do anything at school. I think fifth grade, notably, they were all begging me to do my work and I was just couldn't be bothered. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. And I've had so many students, Laura, that like, for some reason, when they're in class, they are participating, they, they've got it going on. They are like, they really, it seems like they really get the content, but then like a test comes or a project comes or homework comes and it's just not translating on paper. And actually I was one of those students to be perfectly honest with you. I was one of those people when it came to tests and, and quizzes and homework, what I thought I knew in my head just never translated. It always felt like in class we were learning two plus two equals four. And then in, in uh, our homework, it was like 95 plus 972 minus 12 plus whatever. And you're like, this is not what I remember at all. I remember those days. But the thing is, is your teacher sees you. The thing is, is when your teacher sees the effort, they pay attention to that. Your effort is almost worth as much or if not more, as what you actually output, what grades you actually get on things. So we notice when you try and when you don't. Yeah, and we are there for you, rooting you on, helping you along. Um, I remember I was talking to, so for me, standardized tests have always been super easy. Like I always do really well on them. And I'm always shocked when my fellow hardworking students, people who are really focused, struggle with it. And I remember having a conversation with a parent last year about standardized tests. And she was explaining that like her son is just at a stage in his life that he's so pure hearted that he doesn't, he can't grasp the concept that the people making the tests are actually out to get him, that they're trying okay. to trick him, you know, that they're putting trick answers in there for him. He, his life, you know, life is simple and sweet. And so he can't, you know, he, I guess I was raised as a skeptic. So I'm always looking for the purse, like the paranoia, like, where are you <laughs> trying to get me? <laughs> That's yeah, I totally get that. And it, it still doesn't enter my mind. I don't know why they do that. I have a whole other rant. I could, I could have, I have a whole soapbox I can step on about standardized tests. I'm not a fan of them, but I get the, the need for them. But yeah. Man, I, I totally relate to that kid. <laughs> so your SAT score, uh, if you're in high school or whatever, your Terra Nova or whatever, your test SOL, of basic skills, SOL, learning, whatever it is whatever. you're taking, <laughs> <laughs> that is not you. You are more than that. And we come to the next point, which is if there's a problem that you're facing or you're worried about something, 
um, whether that's education based or at home or social life at school, come and talk to us. Like we want to help create the best environment for you. I have found in my years of teaching and not just even in the school, I mean, I'm talking about even Sunday school, okay, where the stakes are much lower. There is a huge difference in a student that come and their life feels put together versus the kid who has so much going on there in their mind that they can't sort through on their own. They can't, you, you can't uh, analyze, absorb, or learn anything when your brain is muddled with thoughts of anxiety or fears or worries or problems or whatever else is going on in life. And I promise you students, I promise you, whatever kind of student you are, are your teachers want nothing more than to help you if something is wrong, whatever is in our capacity. And if it's not directly in our capacity, I promise you, we will go home at night and lose sleep over you trying to figure out ways to help you or get you resources to help you. Yeah. All we need from you is just to speak up. So if you have an issue, tell your teacher, speak to your teacher and speak to your parents. Of course. I remember I had one student who really struggled, really, really struggled, but would not tell us what was going on. We could not get it out of him. And in the end, we could not help him. So we cannot help you if you don't at least open that door. And I I do want to say that if you speak to one of your teachers and you don't get the reaction you need or nothing gets done, find another trusted adult in the building to speak to, right? Maybe that one teacher didn't quite get the message and you need to speak to somebody else. That's okay. You know, reach out to someone else. Advocate for yourself. Yes. And teachers, I will tell you, teachers kind of wear all the hats. We are, we are nurses, we are guidance counselors, we are teachers, we are parents, we are whatever. But that doesn't mean we are qualified experts in any subject except for what we're teaching, right? So sometimes you can go to a teacher and like Laura said, you'll find that they're not really quite understanding what you're trying to say or you don't feel comfortable anymore after you've started opening up. You felt like this is not somebody I actually feel good at talking to. Try again. Don't let that, um, you know, discourage you from opening up. Try again, find somebody to help you. Go to your parents if you know that they will, but we recognize that there are some situations where the parents are also not getting the message. Just try again. I remember I had a situation where my daughter came home and told me that at gym class, she and a boy were like fighting over the ball and he took the ball away and she told the story and I, it didn't click with me what happened until I heard her tell it like a third time to somebody else that he had punched her in the face and took the ball. It oh my the first time she told the story, it sounded like just in fighting over the ball, the ball like hit her face, but that was not what happened. <laughs> so it took even me as a mom who was like really focused and really wants to like be there for the kids. Sometimes you just need to tell the story again and clarify the point that needs to be made. <laughs> I, I had a teacher, Laura, along the lines of teachers wanting to do anything to help you. In high school, my dad had to go have open heart surgery. And this was not something that I was like advertising to people, but we were supposed to have like tests that week. And I just, I mean, I didn't even bother trying to study for it. Like it was not even the, the first thing on my mind at, by, a, by a long shot. And during the period that I was supposed to have the test, I literally went to another teacher's classroom um, without telling my teacher that I was supposed to have a test in. I went to another teacher and I said, I'm supposed to be taking a test right now. I really don't feel like that's something I can do. Can I stay with you? And this teacher said, yes, shockingly, right? And I was expecting fully to get in trouble for this, okay? But this is just where my mind was at the time. 
but this was a trusted teacher that I could tell was somebody that was really interested in my well-being. And so after the class was over, my teacher walked me over to the other teacher that I missed the test in and advocated for me with that other teacher and said, you know, Madonna came. um, She told me this, this and this. Is it okay if she retakes the test at a later date? whatever. And that teacher was like, Oh, my goodness. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for, you know, telling us. But next time, do you mind just like coming and telling me right away instead of like skipping class and like whatever. So I will tell you that that gave me such confidence in my, uh, the people looking out for me, you know, the teachers, because I and by the way, I never told my parents that this happened, obviously, because I think they would have flipped out if I'm being totally honest. Um, But it was nice to know that I had people that cared about me at home, but also in my learning environment. And I think it's worth exploring when you get that chance. Mm, Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, I guess you should just know that teachers generally will bend over backwards to help you. If we see your heart is in it, if we see that you're struggling, if we see that, you know, you're trying your best, whatever the case may be, we really are on your team. So we just want you to know that along with your parents, we want you to grow into kind, hardworking, healthy people, both mentally and physically. And we are honored to be on this walk with you. So with that being said, thank you so much for joining us today on this week's episode of Raising Up Cops. You can find us at raisingupcops.com and email us at raisingupcops at gmail.com. Looking forward to next time. Raising Up Cops is a podcast hosted by Laura Michael and Madonna Lowendi. None of the views expressed during this recording are the official stance of the Coptic Church or its hierarchy. These are purely our personal opinions, collected experiences, and organic discussions on selected topics. If you'd like to reach out with any questions or comments, please email raisingupcops at gmail.com or post on the Coptic Dad and Mom Parenting Community on Facebook.